Running away from people now, 20, 10, and gone. Moniel, 67-yard touchdown run. I've got reporters' <laughs> notebooks older than Seth. Fati was always soft. Can't uh, win on the road, they say. <laughs> DeVito pop pass end zone. Touchdown and the ball game. DeVito in relief wins it for the Orange. This is Orange Nation brought to you by Charles Heating and Air Conditioning with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Seth Goldberg, I'm Stephen Fonte. As we welcome you into a Friday edition of Orange Nation, we have just one guest lined up for you. Alan Griffin set to join us at 1230 as the SU basketball season suddenly is over. Sports as we know it, over for the time being. We want to hear from you at 315-437-7644. And that's how we begin the show, Seth. Uh, with uh, a disappointing announcement, but a, a necessary announcement. This is our, our final show. The decision has been made that this will be our final show uh, until the fall. So sports are going on a hiatus. We're going to go on a hiatus as well uh, after the show today. So we've got two hours to to hash it all out. 315-437-7644. You can add the Masters to the list of events that have been postponed by the coronavirus. The Boston Marathon has also been delayed. It'll be now uh, run in September. About the only sport, at least mainstream sport, that was still operating as of, I don't know, an hour ago was NASCAR in this country. And now that's out. Um, They're down in Atlanta. They were going to run the race without spectators, and they've decided to, uh, to postpone that as well. So... Again, pretty much sports as we know it has come to a screeching halt as uh, this country and the world in general deals with the the coronavirus. Um, it's it's just been the last forty eight hours, Seth. Really, ever since Rudy Gobert tested yeah. positive for the coronavirus, that started the the chain reaction and the domino effect. And again, I I think it's the. It's the right decision across the board, um, but it's uh, it's unfortunate on on so many levels. Um, but the the last forty eight hours, we we've never seen anything like it, and God, I hope we we don't see anything like it ever again. Yeah, I mean, it's it. You mentioned kind of everything there. It's it's disappointing. It's it's upsetting. You you want sports, and and by the way, at one of the best times on the sports calendar, right? It's it's this part of the year where. You're getting the NCAA tournament. You're getting championship week. How many times have we talked about over the last couple of weeks how great it is that we just get sports all day, every day, that we can just you know hang out in the office and watch basketball games for the next uh, two weeks, three weeks, and, and uh, everybody looks forward to it. Everybody wa- loves this time of year if you're a sports fan, uh, only for it to get wiped out. Now, with that being said, you had to do this. Like you had to stop doing this, having these kinds of events. You had to stop putting people uh, in large crowds and in position to get other people sick. And you just you can't you can't be flippant when it comes to health. You know, you you can't just kind of say, "Eh, everybody can decide for themselves." Like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Like, don't don't let other people decide for themselves whether they're going to be healthy enough to go to a game and go to an event. And so uh, rather than play the games without fans, which would have been strange and uh, doesn't doesn't 
change the fact, by the way, that you would still be, you know, playing the games. And what if a, an official is sick, like at the CAA championships? Or what if there's a player that's sick, as as Rudy Gobert was? You know, you you just you can't afford to play these games uh, and and still kind of go on with everyday life. So you have to take a step back. And and if this is the cost. You know, if, if the cost of keeping everybody healthy is we don't get some basketball games, I, I don't know. Like, that, like in the long run, that seems like an all, all right cost. And, and I know yesterday it was a bad look for the Big East Conference starting that game between St. John's and Creighton and playing the first half and then calling it a halftime. I have a hard time, though, pointing the finger at the Big East, or even in this case, pointing the finger at the NCAA or, or really anyone because – in terms of well, they were they were too slow to react, or they should have done this sooner, or so on and so forth. This thing changed so quickly, and it's it's unprecedented what we have seen. So I have a hard time saying, well, the Big East should have known that they couldn't play basketball games. I mean, the ACC was ready yep. to tip off, and there was a, a great story today in the the Raleigh News and Observer. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but it was kind of a, a behind the scenes of what happened. Why John Swafford said at about ten thirty, yeah, we're going to play the games, and then a little more than an hour. And half later said no actually we're not going to play the games that this thing's done um i, I don't know if you happen to see the story but it, it talks about how uh duke's president vincent price was really the reason why the change was made that all the athletic directors and all the the presidents were on board to to move ahead with playing the acc tournament and then vincent price the the university president of duke stepped in and said Actually, Duke is going to cancel all activities. So we're supposed to play at two thirty against NC State. Duke's well, not forfeit. Duke's not going to be there. Right. And so when when he said Duke's not going to be there, now all of a sudden, you know, what, what are you going to do? You're going to now you're going to leave it up to the individual teams whether or not they're going to participate. Oh, by the way, their athletic director is on the NCAA selection committee. The chair, the chair of the selection, of the selection committee. committee. So. I mean that really forced the hand, obviously, of the ACC. Well, and then and then by the and, way, and the writing was on the wall for the NCAA tournament as well. The, and then it became a similar effect for the NCAA, right? The, in the same way that Duke said we're not going to play in the ACC tournament. Once the SEC said, "Yeah, hey, guess what? We're not playing sports anymore." You can't then have your NCAA tournament without the SEC or the Big Ten or the Big Twelve or, or the Duke ACC. or Kansas, or, right? So. <laughs> So once once you started getting individual schools pulling out of conferences and conferences pulling out of the NCAA as as a whole, uh, there was no choice. There was no option uh, to to go ahead with this. The other thing that I've seen suggested, Steve, and I, I I'm sure you saw it as well, is well, why don't they just like play it in June? Well, first off, uh, no guarantee that like we're good to do that in June, right? Let, that, there's no guarantee. We would all hope that we are. Uh, the second one is uh, they're unpaid college kids. You can't make them stay and just hope that these games are going to get picked up. You know, in the NBA, when you're when you're paying guys multi million dollars on average, you can make them hang around and hope that these games come back at some point. But when you're not paying the kids, and when they're when when school isn't in session in late May or June, you really can't make them hang around. I heard Gino Ariema. Uh, speak on this topic and he was asked about the potential of postponing it versus just canceling it and Gino's response and I thought it was a good response Gino basically said hey if you can tell me that one month from today we're going to have the NCAA tournament and that we're practicing and we're building up towards that then fine if you can guarantee me you know a set date then fine but if you're telling me that we need to practice maybe with the hope of potentially 
kind of, sort of, we, you know, have a date out there that we hope, you know, he said, I would rather just cancel it all together than, than build up to that and then oh, have another, in July and have the disappointment, right. right, he, you know, he said that he would rather just cancel it all together than, than, you know, get the team ready, practice for a month, and then build up to, you know, more disappointment or another delay or whatever the case may be. This was the only decision. Now, if you wanted to say that, that about spring sports, you know, I, I understand that there's probably a stronger argument to be made for, well, let's let's just dial it back for three weeks or whatever. Let's see what happens, and then maybe spring sports can return. But the NCAA, again, I think made the right decision here. And I know a lot of people, listen, the NCAA is an easy target, and, and you know they, they deserve a lot of criticism. I'm not sure they deserve criticism in, in this regard because, again, things change so quickly. And everybody's pointing to, well, they were just worried about the money. Of course that was it. I'm sure that was a factor. Of course they were, yeah. But... Wouldn't this had be never been done before. This was this was unprecedented, and and so I think by by looking at it and delaying the decision and and looking at this from all angles, I have a hard time crushing the NCAA over not wanting to cancel the NCAA tournament right away. Um, but I think they ultimately did the right thing with the spring championships as well. And so it's it's unfortunate. You feel awful, certainly for the teams. You know, the teams like Dayton and Seton Hall and teams that, you know, San Diego State, that they're they're not blue bloods. And they they were in position to legitimately contend for an NCAA title. And their best players are all gonna leave and they're not gonna and, be in this position and, for another four years. And that's where I was going with that, is that you also feel bad. You know, you, you feel bad for the guys leaving for the NBA, but certainly you feel bad for the seniors. That you know, look at Boston University and Colgate. And Coach Bayon brought this up on ESPN last night, and it's a good example. Like you feel bad for that 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 the small schools, the one bid leagues that you know they qualify for the NCAA tournament, they're going crazy. They go to Colgate, they upset Colgate, first number three seed ever to win the Patriot League championship, and then what? And then not, and now nothing. they're just uh, at home sitting there. Yeah, and you you feel awful, certainly for all the student athletes, but. Uh, but the seniors in particular. Let's go to the phone lines at 315-437-7644. Dave in Syracuse kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Um, I have to differ a little bit with what you guys were saying. I think a little, I mean, because I, I heard that it affects older people with the weaker immune systems. For example, like Bayheim, because he's had cancer, anyone prone to health issues, underlying health issues. That's why I say let people decide at their own risk. Why cancel all of these events? That's where I'm coming from with this. I mean, I know you can disagree. Some will agree with me, some won't. I mean, it's just frustrating. And is, do you have any word on NASCAR yet, whether they're going to cancel Yes, NASCAR uh, within the last half hour decided uh, that they're going to call off the the race this week in Atlanta. And again, I, I think that's the right decision. Listen, and then one more, yeah, one more quick question. One more quick question before you guys cut me off. How bad do you think this is affecting the sports betting places at the casino? Because now that it's legal, I mean, there's hardly anything to bet on except maybe horse racing, if that. Well, I, I think that that's way, way, way down the list of concerns in this whole thing, Dave. I'm not and, worried and, about the casinos that and, are making money hand over fist. And listen, you say leave it up to the to the individuals about whether or not they they want to go to the games. Um, listen, the more that I read about this, the the more serious it becomes. And while 80 percent of people that's that's the the statistic that they're putting on this, 80 percent of people have no problem getting over it. What about the other 20? 
And just because, you know, you might be young and in good health and have no problem with this, then you become a carrier and then you pass it on to somebody else. And maybe you pass it on, you know, to a family member or, you know, somebody you come in contact with at work. You know, there was a story, what, two days ago about this guy who who flew on JetBlue from New York City to Florida. He had been tested for the coronavirus. He had not gotten the results back yet, but decided to fly anyway. And then while he's in the air, got the results back that he had it. And then he informed everybody, you know, from the crew, and, and I, I've got the coronavirus. Oh, cool. You, we can't leave it up to individual people because there are people who are irresponsible. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll preface it with this. Uh, that's the third time Dave's called us in the last 24 hours and the second time that he said the exact same thing with me uh, behind the board and behind the microphone. So I'll just say the exact same thing I said yesterday, which is um, I trust myself. Uh, I don't trust other people. And for that story that you just told, that guy was irresponsible enough that while he was waiting for test results to see if he was sick, uh, decided to fly anyway and put other people at risk. And so while I might think that I'm responsible enough to to make that decision, if I'm not feeling well, I'm not coming into work. I'm not coming here. I'm not talking to I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. Um I don't trust other people to make that same decision. And, you know, if I'm sitting in an arena, Steve, and and you're sitting three seats down from me and, and you know, the person next to you has, has, is sick and then you, get, you carry it and then I get it and maybe neither of us show symptoms because we're in that age range where, you know, hey, if you're a, a, a relatively healthy person in this age range, you're probably going to be all right. Um, but then what if I go and I see my grandparents? Right? Exactly. Who, who and unknowingly, exactly. unknowingly, you're a carrier. And then you, exactly. and, and that's how this thing spreads. That's how this thing has, has spread to the point where we have a, a global pandemic on our hands. So, listen, I appreciate the call, Dave. Um, I, I could not disagree with you more. This is absolutely the right decision. It, it's, you know, it... It stinks. I mean, it's it's an inconvenience, you know, for for us who love sports. Obviously, um, you know, you and I love talking about sports every day on the radio. We're not going to get that opportunity for for a few months now because of this. So it's an inconvenience, but my God, it's 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 necessary. It, I mean, yes. it, it, it you ha- have to do this. Has to be done. You have um, to make this decision. Like, there's there's no. To me, there's no way around it. This is exactly what you had to do because you just can't count on people being responsible. I do appreciate, though, Seth, before we move on to our next call, that you put me in the same age group, quote-unquote, as you. So that was... <laughs> for these purposes. That was a plot twist. Pleasant surprise. So thank for you for that. For these purposes, of course. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Scooter and Jamesville up next on the show. Hey, Scooter. Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, you got to do anything and not to give uh, Tommy a free free lunch. I mean, cancel on the show or something. You give it to him. <laughs> Let me let me point out a couple of things, and you know, you know, this is great because everybody can have difference of opinion. Okay, two weeks ago it was all right to put thirty thousand people in the carrier dome. It's been fourteen days ago. I don't think anybody's tested positive with thirty thousand people crammed in the carrier dome. Okay, uh, I remember the swine flu. Okay, sixty million people in the United States was affected. Seventeen thousand people died. Three hundred thousand people were actually in hospitals. Over a billion people in the whole world was affected by the swine flu. I don't remember self-quarantine. 68,000 people on a regular basis every year, not one time, die, die of normal flu conditions. So I guess if we self-quarantine ourselves during the uh, flu season, I think we can bring down the mortality rate. And so, I, and by the way, Dr. Fossey uh, was just on the, one of the cable networks. He didn't see any problem with actually going on with sports without any fans. So he didn't have any really problem as far as playing without any fans. 
And so I'm just I'm just going back to you know what he said, but I'm just saying that where's this going to end? I mean, I got to be honest. I feel more comfortable than, than twenty thousand fans at the Carrier Dome than actually going on Sunday to the mall because cause that's full contact shopping. I'm going to get bumped into uh, people and in places like that. So are we all just going to stay home for the next two months? And people are still going to be out. And that's you know that's the thing is you know I'm be honest. I was really surprised about golf and tennis because there isn't really any interaction. You can stay ten feet away from them if they want to do it without the crowds. That's fine. But but some you know sooner or later somebody. I don't know how you can compare the NBA to to what happened in Greensboro because the NBA you're in a different town every every day. Those people are down there since Tuesday. This might be the safest place to be is Greensboro right now. I mean I have a problem saying that how is it safe to play games on Tuesday and Wednesday but not Thursday? Yeah, a lot to get to there, Scooter, and we we appreciate the call and it's good insight. I'll, I'll say this: uh, the the point about why was it not safe to play on Thursday, but it was safe to play on Tuesday. I think that the information that the conference continued to get uh, was that this thing's only going to get worse, and 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 we collectively as a society need need to put a stop to it. I also think what changed is that Rudy Gobert tested positive. Yes. And now all of a sudden you had the thought was, well the teams can play, we just won't put spectators there or spectators at risk. The players will be fine. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, what if a player has it? Now he's going to, you know, and Rudy Gobert gives it to Donovan Mitchell, who knows how many players or staff members have it within that team. They've played several other teams, several other arenas, and that's how this thing spreads like wildfire. So, I think what changed is that some more information came to light from the World Health Organization, from the you know the fact that a player now had it in the NBA, and I think it was like you know we can't take that risk. We need to stop that. The other thing is you know in regards to people die from the flu, I completely understand that. I'm just going based on what we hear from the experts, and and we've heard experts say that that this particular virus is ten times more deadly than the flu, and you know in terms of bringing up the statistics from the swine flu. I understand that, and I can appreciate that. My response to that would be, can we learn from our mistakes? Right. And, and, so, and so I think that with all you know, all the information we have says this is the right thing to do. So with the flu, the big, big difference here, there's a vaccine. Right. So like you could prevent it. We don't have that yet for this. Um, you know, the swine flu, it was a strain of the flu. So, again, there was there was some kind of a, a vaccine in place that could be made. You're hearing experts say it could be upwards of a year and a half until there's a virus, uh, a, a, a vaccine for this virus. Uh, you know, that that to me seems like you should probably be cautionary. The other thing uh, the other thing is. And right now you might call in and say, hey, it's an overreaction. It's an overreaction. We didn't have to shut down sports. We didn't have to stop doing all of this. We could have gone on with our everyday life. And let's be very honest for a moment. I hope that's what the what the answer is when all of this is said and done. I hope that in six months we're looking back and being like, man, didn't have to do that. Because you know what? That means it worked. Yeah. Like that means that everything that we've done worked. And it means that this wasn't that bad because we took precautionary measures. Like you've got, like I, like I've, I've been thinking about that overnight. The best thing that could happen is that in six months or a year or a year and a half, you're like, man, that coronavirus thing was pretty overblown, right? Like probably shouldn't have canceled March Madness. And you would be thinking that because it wasn't that bad. Maybe because you canceled these events. I, I understand what you're saying, and you're absolutely right. I, my response to that would be, it is bad, and that if this does go away, and hopefully it does, it doesn't mean that they made the wrong decision. No, 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 it means a, they made the right decision. No, that's exactly what I'm saying, <laughs> right. is that like people will probably be like, man, what an overreaction. Yeah. That thing died out pretty quickly. Like, yeah, maybe because we canceled exactly. all these events. Right. 
315-437-7644. we got a lot of people who want to check in on this. If you're on hold, stay on hold. we got to take our first time out. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. All right, Stephen Seth back with you on a Friday edition of Orange Nation. Again, uh, in case you didn't hear at the top of the show, this will be our, our final Orange Nation broadcast until the fall. Sports are taking a hiatus, so we uh, will be taking a hiatus after today as well. With that in mind, let's go back to the phone lines. Pat in Syracuse up next on the show. Hey, Pat. Hey, guys. How are you? We're doing all right. How about yourself? I'm good, thanks. I'm going to miss your guys' show, man. You guys are awesome. Appreciate that. I appreciate you listening, and uh, yeah, we'll take a few months off, but we'll uh, we'll be back in the fall in time for SU football season. So uh, we do appreciate you checking in. What do you have for us today? Thanks. So I got a question actually regarding the football. Um, so I saw that um, all all college sports is kind of taking a break. What does that do for the uh, for the the college uh, practicing for the Syracuse football program, and was, what kind of impact will that have on the recruiting? Because I know that they. Uh, have the uh, three three five uh, scheme in place now, and I wondered. I wanted to know, like, what do you guys think that's going to impact if they don't practice? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, and we appreciate checking in, Pat. So yesterday, uh, the ACC announced that they are suspending all athletic activity across the board. So that means no games, no practices, no recruiting until further notice. My guess is, and this is just a guess, Pat. My guess is that they will resume spring practice at some point whenever the university, well, it's really the ACC, uh, whenever the ACC deems it safe for athletes to return to campus. Uh, because remember, athletes, um, you know, everybody's going on spring break. I mean, the, the football players weren't planning to go on spring break, but everybody's going on spring break, and then classes are going to be taught online. So I don't know how many students are even going to be on campus. I don't know. Um, so whenever the ACC deems it safe for everybody to return to campus and start participating again, my guess is that spring practice will resume. But it, it's a great point. I mean, you've got a new defensive coordinator. You've got a new offensive coordinator. You've got a new defensive scheme. You've got new you know, players in new positions and taking on greater roles. And um, if you ever needed a spring practice, this might be the year you needed the spring practice. And no doubt. Uh, you need that spring practice. You need that time. And, and I don't know how they're going to fix it. Do they tack on an extra week over the summer? Do they allow you to practice more frequently? I, I don't know what the answer is. I'm not sure. But, I mean, it's a great question. Again, I think we're... We're waiting just like everybody else to find out how this whole thing plays out. But my my guess is we're not going to see anything for several weeks. And, uh, you know, maybe this time next month we're talking about spring practice resuming. But but right now, no games, no practices, no recruiting uh, at present time for any ACC members. Back to the phone lines. Eric in North Syracuse up next on the show. Thanks for holding, Eric. How are you today? Good afternoon, boys. Hey, first of all, sorry to hear about the show hiatus. I enjoy listening to it. Thanks. Yeah, you guys will come back good in the fall. Steve, on a positive note, maybe uh, maybe by the end of summer it'll be like a plus one handicap. Is that possible? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's possible. I, my game has limitations. I, I'll be a better handicap than I am right now, I'll tell you that. All right. Well, that's that's good. That's a positive, I guess. But uh, just thinking about content, uh, not only for you folks, but just all around. Steve, like, back in the day, you know, a lot of Syracuse games weren't on TV. You have to use, listen on the radio. I don't know if it was. Steve Hyder, I forget who it was on FM 88, but uh, maybe some of the local radio station broadcast old games, you know, to, to sort of fill the void. And same thing with ESPN, you know, you maybe have an NHL day or an NFL day or something like that. Just just the thought. I mean, 
what they got to do in terms of uh, of canceling events, I, I totally get that. But to fill the content void, maybe you know, instead of looking at social media or you know news reports, maybe that helps people fill the void. Old masters takes uh, in a few weeks, something like that. Yeah, I, I like the idea, Eric. Uh, appreciate you checking idea. in. Yeah, it's... I would say uh, stay tuned. Yeah. All right. I well, love the idea. I mean, I I said I think that that would have been awesome for ESPN to do. It's like, oh, we're supposed to show the ACC tournament tonight. Bang! Here's Duke and Carolina from 1998, or like whatever. I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. Oh, tonight's our ACC championship game. Well, I saw this. Uh, you know, and I I only say this because I saw them promoting the game while showing an old game. Here's Tim Duncan versus Stefan Marbury in the ACC championship game. You know, from twenty something years ago. Like that would be fun. I don't know. I I don't think they're gonna do it, but. I would have been on board. Everybody's going to have to get creative over the course of the next several months. But uh, but great idea, Erica. We appreciate you, you checking in. We do have to take a time out. We'll get back to phone calls towards the end of hour number one. Up next, though, Alan Griffin set to join us. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen, Seth, back with you on a Friday edition of Orange Nation as we go to the Burdick Toyota guest line to bring on SU assistant coach Alan Griffin. And uh, Griff, it's... uh, been a whirlwind these last uh, 48 hours. I, I guess let's let's just start there from uh, from a coaching perspective. What what's this you know these last 48 hours been like for you dealing with the team and and just an, an abrupt end to the college basketball season? You know what it's been um, it's been bizarre to uh, say the least. Um, you know you know the good thing for us is is that we go out with a bang. Um, you know. <laughs> Beating Carolina and Greensboro, you know, by as many points as we did, uh, and played our best game of the season from beginning to the end. Uh, having the season in that way is always a plus because we have some momentum and some stuff that we can build on, especially for the summertime. But you know, you look across the country at all these seniors and uh, teams that were playing well going into March, and to get the season to end so you know so abruptly, uh, you, you, you kind of feel for those guys. You know, Griff, what was it like down there? Because, you know, on on, uh, Wednesday afternoon, evening, we heard that they were going to play with no fans. They let fans in for your games on Wednesday night anyway. Uh, Thursday, yesterday morning, they they say they're going to play only to, you know, go back on that about an hour and a half later. What was the timeline like as far as what you knew and, and when you were hearing things? You know, we, you know, as of you know, two a.m. when we was watching film on Louisville and we watched our game uh, against Carolina, uh, we were leaving the uh, uh, the, the film room, uh, uh, and um, you know, we were told that everything was going to get, you know, everything was scheduled as usual, like you know, and um, and, and we were just going to play with no fans, and we all thought, you know, that'll be weird, but whatever, you know, we're all competitors, and you know, we'll have 150 of our, our close friend, family and friends, and and and, uh, and, and um, support staff stuff. So, um, you know, you know, going from that, we just thought that we were going to play. Uh, then uh, the next morning, you know, I get up, I'm, I did the Louisville scout, so I'm watching film and I'm getting prepared uh, to prepare in a team for Louisville in terms of film situation. And we were about to go out to a shoot around uh, just to get some shots and get the guys out of the hotel. Um, and then we heard the news that basically that they were canceling uh the, um, the the rest of the tournament. Uh, we just sat around there and just you know kind of reflect on our season because we knew once they uh, canceled the ACC, we knew that the NCAA tournament was going to get canceled and our season was 
you know, ended right at that moment. So, or NIT or whatever it was uh, that had planned for us. But um, uh, it, it was it was it was a weird situation and, and very bizarre. How did the the players a find out about the news? Like, did they find out separately from the coaches, or did you inform them that the season was over? So, I guess the two part question: How did they find out, and and more importantly, how did they react? How did they take the news? You know, a lot of them found out over social media. You know, this in this day and age, they don't give you time as a coach to, you know, address your team and uh, when when matters like this happen. But. Uh, uh, social media got to him, and you know some of those guys like uh, Elijah. Just you know, he tweeted out, "Wow!" You know, uh, uh, he had a magical year, uh, being the first teamer who you know arguably was uh, probably a, a candidate for Player of the Year. Um, to see his season, you know, end just like that uh, after you know scoring 25, 26 points against uh, Carolina, and just you know getting into a groove, getting back into his you know scoring groove. It, it just, you know, your heart goes out to a guy like him because, you know, all the work that he put in, the bumps and bruises, you know, playing hurt, playing, you know, injured. Like, it's just one of those things where, again, it, it just was one of those bizarre things. But, um, again, social media, you know, let everybody know <laughs> before we can even address the team or get a reaction out of them, you know? You know, Griff, uh, I'm curious. You've got you know a lot of different players from a lot of different places in the country, out of the country. Um, have you guys figured out kind of what the next step is for everybody? I, I know that you know campus isn't necessarily open to everybody. You know, at, at this point, with uh, everybody going on spring break, have you guys kind of figured out that next step for everyone? Nope. You know, coach is meeting with uh, you know John Wildhack and you know all the administrators now, and we'll have a plan for them this afternoon at some point. Uh, uh, and we just, you know, right now, you know, everything is up in the air. I'm just waiting on, you know, obviously coaching and, and what our leadership is, is going to do from this point forward. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I just think that, you know, our administrators were on it. They were great. Um, you know, we were able to get out of Greensboro at a timely fashion. You know, guys were able to get back to their places and just kind of relax and, you know, take this all in. So, you know, kudos to our administration who who acted very diligently with, with this situation. And they were on it and, you know, got our guys back here safe, sound, and, you know, obviously collecting a, uh, uh, a lot of information down and getting a plan for our guys and just the whole university and athletic department you know so we just uh sit back we'll wait and wait for coaching uh, you know and, and and see what happens you know seth and i were talking at the top of the show how you you know you got a feel for especially the seniors around the country that that that's how their season came to an end that's how their careers came to an end uh the the unique thing about this particular su roster is that everybody's got eligibility left uh if it, you know if everybody wants to come back they can um i do have to ask you about elijah though you know we didn't get a chance to talk to elijah you know after his last game we didn't know it was his last game at the time of of the season where do you think his head's at in regards to the NBA? And, and you know, I know it's speculation, but, you know, what what do you think he's going to do in regards to the NBA question? I, I think Elijah's going to go back and, you know, sit, talk to his family, uh, figure out what's the best situation for himself. Uh, and, and, you know, and obviously coach will be involved in that conversation and and, and just see where, where it takes him. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um I mean, this team would be a, a fun team with, you know, Elijah coming back next year and, you know, and obviously Buddy a year better and Joe and everybody, uh, and even Elijah. Uh, but, you know, we just got to just sit there and wait. Um, it's a kind of a, a funky time right now because, you know, you just don't know what's the next step, what's the process. Like, you know, with this, you know, this uh, disease going on, going on um, 
nothing uh, is certain. Like, you know, they canceling, you know, golf. They canceling everything. So you don't know the NBA combine, what's going to happen with that. So it's so much stuff, you know, so many questions that has to be answered. So, you know, I just think that, you know, Elijah has a lot of, you know, he has some time now to kind of sit back, you know, reflect and figure out what's best for him. And, you know, we'll support him in whichever way he wants, he wants to do it. And, um, and we're just so happy to, to, to having a kid here of, of his magnitude in terms of basketball-wise, but also, too, he's just such a great kid that, you know, you, obviously you don't want to lose a kid like that, but, you know, you want to continue to coach a kid like that. So you just don't know. And um, I'm rambling right now, but I, I, because the kid is such a great kid and uh, ho- hopefully he just makes, you know, the best decision for him and his family and then, you know, kind of move forward. Talking with Alan Griffin here on ESPN Radio. He joins us on the Burdick Toyota guest line. And, and Griff, uh, if we can, let's talk basketball for, for a minute or two. You've mentioned a couple of times uh, that that was maybe your best performance of the year, a whole 40 minutes. Um, you know, Is that like a nice little taste in your mouth to have at the end of the year that, that you went out on a high note with a game like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, whenever you can win your last game, it's uh, it's cool because, you know, it's not a lot of teams in the country can go out with a bang. You know, if you think about it, you know, you only got one winner of the NCAA tournament. So that's one team. And then you got the women's team. That's two. You know, you got the NIT, three, four. Like, so, you know, like a, like a handful of teams can go out and say they won their last game, you know. Uh, uh, and, and um, you know, and moving forward, you know, guys – that's returning, uh, play well in that game. I mean, think about a guy like Barama Sidibe, you know, I think it was six straight double-doubles or something like that um, in the games. Um, so he, he, he finished on a high, and, and we need to build on that. You know, obviously, uh, you know, Joe can take a lot from it because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he didn't perform well in terms of his scoring ability, but uh, he knows that he can get a lot better, and, and, and that's, that'll be motivation towards him. Obviously, Buddy going out, uh, being an all-league you know, play, player, uh, that's something to build on. So there's a lot of pluses uh, to you know, the way the season ended, um, and uh, I look forward to you know, this summer and, and, and working with our guys and seeing our guys you know, get better day by day. You know, you mentioned Barama there, and I, I want to specifically ask you about him because these last three weeks – he has been a new player. Uh, so, so what is it? I mean, you work with him every day. You you coach him every day. You know what what clicked with him? I mean, what what changed over the course of these last three weeks for Barama? I, I think he, I think he got to a point where he he um, he feels as healthy as he as he can. I mean, if you think about his first two years, he's been hurt. You know, and we and, and for me, you know, you never take into account that it sometimes it, it, it takes longer mentally for God. So I think that was one of it, one of the things. And, and, and you just, you know, as a player, you just come to a point where you just say effort, and, and and you're just gonna go out there and just do what you got to do. And um, you know, it was no magical speech uh, from you know me or the or coach. You know, you, you know, after one game, I thought it was I forgot what game it was, but he was challenged by coach. You know, and, and basically, coach said, "Hey, listen, you waited two years for this." moment and you're going to let it in this way and um you know from that point forward i mean it just clicked for him and uh uh it's just been really 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 uh a sight to see because um he he showed what he could do and what uh, uh what he's capable of doing uh you know consistently so um again uh i, I look forward to the summer because you know he has a lot to build on uh, asking about Barama, uh, how's he doing? He took a pretty good knock. We heard that he uh, he had a broken nose, which doesn't sound yeah. so much fun. How how is no. he doing? Obviously, he's not getting on a back on a court to play, guys. But just as as a you know, how, how's he feeling this morning with, with that with that injury? <laughs> 
He's good. Uh, you know, yesterday, um, we, uh, right before we uh, departed, you know, everybody went back to their places and stuff. Uh, uh, I said to him, I said, do you want me to, you know, shape it back in shape? Do you want me to twiggle it back? But he was a good sport. You know, uh, he took a big shot there from Cole Anthony. Uh, but, you know, the one thing, uh, he, he showed that he was a warrior. He went back out there and, and, and did a great job. So uh, kudos to him. Uh, he just wasn't going to allow – uh, his season to end with a broken nose. He said, I'm going to just go out there and just continue to play. He was a little dizzy, <laughs> but uh, he uh, he gave it his all, and uh, he, he finished out with a bang. I think it was the Georgia Tech game, right, where uh, he, he played yeah. so well in the second half. He, he had that, yep. that, that uh, little meeting with Coach Bayham at halftime, played great in the second half, especially defensively, yep. and then uh, was a whole different player the, the, yep. the rest of the season. He was, he was terrific. Um, all right, yep. I guess as we, as we wrap this up, Griff, uh, you know, final thought from you on, on the season, on the decision. I mean, I, I assume you, you agree that it was the right decision to, to cancel the NCAA tournament, but I guess you know, final thought from you on, on the season as a whole. I think when you look back at this season, obviously the thing that's going to come up is the decision to, you know, cut everything out, you know, with the conference tournaments and the NCAA. But for, from our perspective, when you think about this season, it's, it's going to come out as a plus because um, guys got so much better. I mean, we played with a young team, and, and it was, and this was probably one of Coach Beheim's. When you ask him in the whole grand scheme of thing, one of his best, you know, coaches' performances because of, you know, obviously the the, the peaks and valleys that we we went through throughout the season we were able to see some guys coming to their own like you know again like a guy like buddy and, and you know obviously joe being a, a true freshman out there running the show for us on a night in and night out basis us getting hinge, hit with the injury bug you know rob roswell galen Carey, you know all, all these guys uh all the things that happened to us and we were able to withstand all that win 18 games and and and, and truly go out there and just battle every game. There's not one game where you sit back and you say, man, these, these kids didn't give it their all, you know? Um, you know, the one game that stands out to me that when you think about it is that Louisville at Louisville, and we were coming off a heartbreaking loss, and we just kind of didn't have it that game. But other than that, I would say every game was truly, truly a battle. Um, every team felt you know, what we could do and, and, and the potential of what we could do. Uh, uh, and, uh, and when you look back at this year, it, it's, it's going to be a special year, for, you know, obviously with what's going on in the, in the world today, but also to this team, was it, it showed some really magical moments. So uh, I'm proud of our guys. They played their hearts out, and, um, and, and we got a lot coming uh, for the next year. All right, Griff. It's always a, a pleasure talking with you. Uh, you know, I, I hope the uh, the off season starts well for you. And, and when you decide to start up that podcast, let us know, okay? Oh, you guys will be one of my first. I'm telling you guys as a team. Oh, you guys All right. are a team on All my right. podcast. All right. All right. All right. Listen, Griff. Uh, always a pleasure talking with you. Good luck with the start of the off season. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. All right, there he is, uh, Alan Griffin. Phone lines now open the rest of the way, 315-437-7644. I don't know if I like that, that we're a team. I, may, I, I need to get my time <laughs> on, on the podcast. You need, you need your own space? I need, I need my own time. We may have to do it in, like, shifts. Like, I, I talk first, you talk second. Something like that. Kind of like we do on this show. Yeah, Griff will figure it out. All right. We'll wrap up our it's number Griff's one. Griff's podcast. That's he, right. He, he gets to worry about He can make things. the rules. Fair enough. I, I don't know if I'll agree to this, though, if I have to share the spotlight with you. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. 
USA Basketball, the latest to suspend all events until further notice in response to the coronavirus. Stephen Fonte, Seth Goldberg with you up until 2 o'clock today. Phone lines open the rest of the way, 315-437-7644. Jim Beheim has been uh, making the media rounds over the course of the last uh, 24 hours or so. Uh, joining Dan Patrick today, and uh, my understanding is we have uh, some of the sound from that interview available to us, Seth. We do. Uh, where where would we like to start? Would well, we like to start about uh, how he found out about the tournament getting canceled? S- since you have the sound in front of you, I will let you choose. All right, let's do this. Yeah, we were in the morning going over, looking at some tape of Louisville, which, uh, you know, we didn't like looking at that. It's the, one, the worst loss we had this year. And, uh, you know, just looking at that, getting ready, and, you know, coming off the best game we played all year. So, had some optimism, obviously, but, um, you know, you thought it was coming. I think really one of the problems is when the NBA canceled, you know, it kind of pushed everybody a little bit. And the one thing that bothered, the only thing that, I mean, we have to do this. There's probably no question about that. But the thing that bothers me with the NBA and baseball and golf, they all can take 30 days off. And they can come back and hopefully – It'll be good. I mean, they'll be able to. We don't know that. But hopefully 30, 40 days, things will be – we'll see what's there, and we'll see maybe we can now go forward. Uh, and they all can resume. College athletes are done. They're done. And you, I knew that when they canceled the tournament, that that day the NCAA tournament was over because you're in a week you're not going to know. Two weeks, you know, what is it? Maybe a month won't be enough. Maybe it would be two months. And any, irregardless, the college season's over. And for our sport, I mean, I look at a team like Dayton. I look at a team that just won their conference tournament in a major upset. And those players are the most excited they've ever been in their life. And now that's all gone. I look at our lacrosse, men's lacrosse team's number one in the country. Our women's team's number four. Cornell, right down the road, men's lacrosse number two. Those guys have worked their tails off. I mean, to just it's all gone. And maybe we'll look back, and this is 100% the right thing to do. I hope it is. But you have to feel for those kids who have put themselves into that position. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sending players home. We're sending players home. And is that a good thing? We have players from New York. Is that a good thing to send them there? Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know what the answers are. I just feel for all these college athletes that have worked their whole life to get to the NCAA tournament, and, and now that's gone. So I hope it's – I'm I hope we're all. I hope this is the right thing to do. I, I would agree with him that you know everything moved at warp speed once the NBA canceled. Once Rudy Gobert tested positive, and you know that was a strange scene. You know the Thunder and the Jazz standing Crazy. on the court waiting to start the game, and the officials waiting to hear from the league office. Um, what a strange scene that was! And then everybody leaves the arena and. You know, the the test results of Rudy Gobert um, are made public. That it came back positive. And then Donovan Mitchell had... And and, and w- once they canceled, I, I think the writing was on the wall. And, and it moved from warp speed, you know, af- after that. But he, but co- 
Jim isn't wrong where, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier. The NBA can take their 30 days and come back right. and, and maybe they pick up where they left off. Maybe they just say, you know what, let's just start the playoffs. I don't know what they're going to say. Depends on when it is. Of course. Uh, college athletics can't do that. We talked about this earlier. College athletics cannot uh, just, you know, put this off for 30 days or for six weeks or for two months and just say, you know what, the tournament's now in August. Like that's not going to work. You you can't just expect people to to be there still. So um, it's interesting. It has different ripple effects to to different people. We'll get back to to Jim Beheim's comments here in a moment. But uh, to the phone lines we go. Dom in Syracuse going to have the final word here in hour number one of the show. Hey Dom. Hey guys. Two really quick hitters. Um, first off, if I told you back during the SU Clemson football game that Syracuse basketball would win their last game of the year and it'd be against North Carolina. <laughs> Nothing else beyond that. You, we'd be buying in. Everyone would have season tickets. I mean, everyone would have bought into that. Secondly, now that the tournament is canceled, I know, I know this isn't Bayheim's greatest year wins losses, and I know we were probably going to make it to the NIT. That that was our goal, or that that's where we would have ended up. But now that the tournament's over. Does, does this still count as a check mark against Bayheim? He didn't make the tournament. There really wasn't a tournament this year. You know, is, is it? I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to make uh, chicken soup out of chicken poop here, right? You know, so if Beheim now that the tournament's canceled, we really can't say he didn't make the tournament. There wasn't a tournament, right? Uh, technically, yes. You're not I wrong. Mean, you're you're not wrong. And listen, they were they were still alive. They were going to the quarterfinals. They had to win three more games in three days uh, to. Uh, to make it happen, we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, no, I, I don't think you can hold this season against Bayheim. I, you know, you you look at listen the the recruiting issue. That's that's a separate issue, and, and and people can point to that and say, man, they just they didn't have the pieces they needed this year, and that's a separate topic. But in terms of the players on this roster, um, I do think he squeezed out about as much out of this particular group as he could. Um, and I do think that they got better, and they certainly got better. I mean, after eight, 15 games, they were 8-7, and seven, and right. you know, you guys were trying to convince me that they were going to be below 500, and I, I think they did continue to get better throughout the year. I think individually, when you look at individual players, for the most part, individual players continue to get better throughout the year, and I, I think that's a good sign. Um, yeah, I mean, they this a lot of the pieces from this group are back next year, as we know, and you hope that you know that extra off season makes a difference, and they're not going to get off to the sluggish eight and seven start that they got off to this year because now they know what it takes, and they've played together, and they'll have the chemistry, and they'll have the experience, and and so on and so forth. And so I I do think next year is going to go better than this year. Yeah, I, I mean I I tend to think so as well. Uh, you know, even even if the team isn't significantly better, I think that they'll be uh, you know ready to ready to play earlier than they were uh, you know this year. Can I? Throw one thing out here before we we hit the top of the hour break, and and I know we have to. Um, Jeff Goodman uh, is tweeting out the NCAA's Council Coordination Committee has agreed to grant relief for a use of a season of competition for student athletes who have participated in spring sports. So it sounds like with spring sports being canceled, it sounds like they are going to be giving an extra year of eligibility to spring sport athletes. I don't know the ripple effects of that, and we can obviously get to it in hour number two. I think it makes a lot of sense, uh, certainly on on face value. I know it's not as as simple as it sounds. It's a complicated topic, especially when you get into 
number of scholarships the programs can have. And, and again, if the NCAA is willing to say you have to make you have to make wide sweeping changes the, to do this. right, if they make exceptions and say you know what this is unprecedented, we will make exceptions across the board. Then then fine. You just hope that it doesn't impact incoming freshmen that of think they, think they have a scholarship waiting for of them. And, well, you know this scholarship's going to the senior yeah. that you know not to you. So. Um, I, I'm glad to hear that, but I, I know there's more to the story than just the seniors will get an extra year of eligibility. Hopefully that doesn't impact the incoming freshmen. We do have to put a wrap here on hour number one. We'll kick off hour number two right after this on ESPN Radio. Running away from people now, 20, 10, and gone. Moniel, 67-yard touchdown run. I've got reporters <laughs> notebooks older than Seth. Fonte was always soft. Can't uh, win on the road, they say. <laughs> DeVito, pop pass, end zone, touchdown, and the ball game. DeVito, in relief, wins it for the Orange. This is Orange Nation, brought to you by Charles Heating and Air Conditioning, with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Fonte, Seth Goldberg with you up until 2 o'clock. And if you missed the top of the show, some disappointing news but necessary news uh, with uh, sports taking a hiatus. This will uh, be our final show until the fall. We're taking a hiatus as well. So if you want to chime in, you've got about uh, 50 minutes left to do so at 315-437-7600. 44. We started to get into Jim Beheim's interview with Dan Patrick at the end of hour number one. Uh, let's jump back into that now, Seth. What else do you have for us? Uh, yeah, Coach Bam saying he would have rather played with no fans. I know I'm wrong when I say this, but if there was a czar of college sports and college basketball, and I was it, I would have said, let's play these tournaments this weekend with no fans. Let's look at what happens Monday or Tuesday. Where are we? And, uh, I mean, there was no appetite for that, but I think I would have I would have thought something like that. That's what I was thinking, really, when they decided to start playing the conference tournaments. Let's, let's play them, see where we are. Uh, but, you know, again, I think once the decision was made to send students home by – uh, the Ivy League schools and some other schools, I think then it had to follow, well, we can't have spring sports because we've sent the students home. Yeah. We can't now keep the athletes here. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I, I, I think that it was that, and I, I do think it was the, the NBA's decision as well, that the things things were building toward this, right? I mean, the the previous days, all the decisions that were being made, Seth, it, it was building toward. You felt like, man, the, these tournaments really are in jeopardy. The NCAA tournament really is in jeopardy. Are they really going to play this in front of no fans? Um, they, I can't imagine an NCAA tournament in front of no fans. So no, I, I understand no, Coach Bayon being a competitor and and he wants to play the games and and do it without fans and you know you want to do that for the players and they work hard and I get all that. Um, but again, I think I think more so than. The students being sent home, I think that the bigger blow to this was a player in the NBA just tested positive, and then it was because, you know, everybody had been saying, well, no players have tested positive. Like, everything's going to be fine. We'll just let the players play the game. We just won't have fans sitting on top of each other in close contact, and everything will be fine. And then all of a sudden it was like, 
oh, well, here's a real-life example that a player is sick, and now he got a teammate sick, and you know things have the potential to snowball from there. And so I think that once, once Rudy Gobert tested positive, I think that, for me anyway, that was like, okay, the writing's on the wall. This thing's going to get canceled. Yeah, and, and you know... Um I saw the story yesterday that that an official who worked the CAA tournament tested positive, you know, three days after he was there. It didn't show any symptoms, but who knows? You know, maybe he maybe he was sick while he was doing the game. Maybe he was, you know, wasn't doing well. And uh, the last thing you need is an official or a player getting it and spreading it to another player or official. And then maybe that then it's brought back somewhere that hasn't quite been infected so much, uh, you know, to the, to this point. And uh, like that's the last thing you need, you know. The last the last thing you need is uh, some kid just hypothetically on Boston University carrying it to Hamilton, New York. You know when they when they go and, and play Colgate. You know that you you don't need that. You don't you know uh, if you can contain travel, if you can contain the exposure, that's what you have to do. And and I think that ultimately that's why these games got canceled. And again, I understand the disappointment. I absolutely understand the disappointment for the players, for the coaches, for the fans, for for everyone involved. Um, you know, you and I love love talking sports. We're we're disappointed. We're, we're not going to be able to watch sports. We're not going to be able to talk about sports. So we're we're all in this together. But you know, hopefully things will get back to normal or some semblance of normal over the course of the next few weeks. You know, maybe a month, whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, Major League Baseball pushing back the start of its season a couple of weeks. The NHL, AHL seasons postponing things indefinitely. NBA doing the same thing. Uh, PGA Tour, you know, Masters off the table. In case you're just joining us, no Masters, uh, at least not in April. They're hoping to play it at some point. Boston Marathon moved to September. First time there's been a delay in the Boston Marathon in its history. It's been going on for like 124 years, whatever it's been. Uh, so this is uh, unprecedented, and I, I certainly. Uh, Understand the disappointment all the way around. What else? Uh, what else you have from Coach Behan? Uh, how about when asked uh, if he thinks the NCAA could give people more eligibility? The NCAA, as we found in the past, can do anything they want to do. <laughs> Would you be in favor of this? Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, we're talking about student athletes. You know, are we going to do what's right for them? I think it's more true of, especially, remember when the Duke. Obviously, we don't want to think about it. When the Duke thing happened in lacrosse, yeah. years, not that long, those kids all came back, I think, or a significant portion of them did. And I think they even won the national championship. I might be off a little bit, but I think they might have and or come close. Yeah, I mean, there's precedent for it. Um, I don't see why not. I think in basketball, you may have difficulty recreating that but uh, yeah i mean i don't see why you, you couldn't do that uh, there's some precedent for it um uh, yeah I, I think so i think that's a that's a good idea I, I, you didn't have that did you no no no, no. gino no. oriama did yeah 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 obviously he I, had it. I, I hate to give him credit <laughs> too, i like how he's got to throw jabs at the end of that also i, I like that that was good um, as you said, going into the last break, uh, it sounds like the NCAA is going to give that, that extra year of eligibility uh, to, well, I was going to say seniors, but to anyone, right? I mean, that's it's a blanket thing. It seems thing. like anybody. Like if you're a sophomore and... you like know, Chase Scanlon. You, you Congratulations. Get, you get the extra year, if you want it. Right. Um, and I, I think that's Are they going to give right. out All-American teams? Like, can he one-up Rick Beardsley and now become a five-time <laughs> All-American? I don't think so. Is I think, I think the season's over. Although, again... 
the ACC suspended play. They didn't cancel the rest of the season. The NCAA said no championship this year, so there will not be a national championship to play for. There could still be All-American teams. Well, what I was going to say was, I guess, theoretically, it's possible we could see another lacrosse game or baseball game. It's just you wouldn't be... You wouldn't be building toward anything. Like if Syracuse played Rutgers in lacrosse, they could play, but it, it just, wouldn't do it, anything. It wouldn't. It wouldn't do anything. It'd be more like a scrimmage than anything else. So um, again, I think we should point that out that, that the ACC did not cancel spring sports. They they postponed it indefinitely. Um, you just showed me uh, another news item that came across. Yeah, this came uh, from Syracuse Athletics. Pro they day. are they're postponing the pro day. Uh, the pro day had been scheduled for March twenty third. So. You're talking about, you know, a week from this coming Monday. That has been postponed uh, until further notice. Uh, as uh, SU Athletics saying, the highest priority is the health and safety of the participants and all involved. Syracuse Athletics, in partnership with the university, continues to monitor and assess the latest information about COVID-19 from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, the World Health Organization, New York State, and Onondaga County health officials. Final decisions on holding the football program's spring football Saturday event currently scheduled for April 18th and other SU athletics events are not uh, not related to competition have not yet been made. Yeah, nobody knows. I mean, again, this this thing's changing so quickly. And I guess I, guess I should point out, too, uh, from a high school perspective, um, we know that all the, the state championship tournaments have been postponed indefinitely. You know, the basketball was in the, the state regional round. Hockey was getting ready for its its Frozen Four. The state semis were set for this weekend in Buffalo. All of that has been postponed. And I asked for clarification yesterday, um, and, and I exchanged some emails with Chris Watson at the, the state office, and I said, so is there a chance that these games will be played? And he said, yes, that they're going to wait a couple of weeks to, again, this, this story has changed so much, they felt like they needed to postpone things right now. And if they deem it safe... Then you know they will consider playing those games again. So the the, the state championships have not been canceled; um, they've just been postponed. So it is possible we could see high school basketball and high school hockey in a few weeks. I don't know as if it's likely, but it is at least possible at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, it would be nice. You know, I, I think that it would be a nice distraction for a lot of people. But obviously, you've got to figure out where the health status of everybody is, and if you can leave that open ended. Um, you know, the school year goes through June, so maybe you can still find a way to to play a couple of games and and um, you know allow people to get it back on the fields and courts. If of course everything is is okay. All right, three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. You have another item? Oh yeah, I wanted to play one more thing here from uh from the uh, the Dan Patrick show with Jim Beheim earlier. Uh, he basically he's asked what he's going to do. All right. Well, my best to your wife, because good God, she's going to have to put up with you. Find uh, a hobby, Jim. Find a hobby. Hard. Yeah. Just, she, she just keeps. She's giving me the evil look right now that I'm still here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well. Like, can't you? Can't you go to work now? Take a walk. Yeah. Take a walk. <laughs> she, 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 she said, "Go to work or do the laundry, one or the other." So, and I cannot do the laundry, so that's out. So, I guess we're limited. Well, <laughs> We can do it. I'm sure you're not a bit better than me, so I'm not going to feel bad here. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> Thank you. Do you think? Uh, do you think if Coach had to do the laundry, he would separate the 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 colored stuff and the, and the white stuff, or does he throw it all in together like I do? Because I just put everything in together. I think he separates it. Um, I I'll be honest. I'm not great at the laundry either. I, the the separating the lights and darks. That's not the problem. I just, I just don't want to shrink it. Like I'm always I'm always worried I'm going to shrink something. 
So I tend to do the dishes, and and my wife does the laundry, and it's safe that way because I know how to do the dishes, and I'm, I'm not going to make any mistakes with the you dishes. You can't shrink plates. No, I can't make I, mistakes with the dishes. I, I might have to tell this story. My college roommate, my freshman year, was so bad at doing laundry. He he did it like three times, and then just gave up and try and had to find somebody else to do it. He came back once. Yeah, I'm just gonna go go into this. He came back once and. He just left his laundry basket clean, but like just wrinkled up, like still in the basket. Like he brought it up from the the laundry room and just left it in the middle of the like you know over by his stuff. And like three days later, I went to fold it, and he's like, "Seth, my my clothes fit, smell kind of funny." I was like, "Okay, like you just cleaned them," and he's like, "Yeah, like check out this shirt." And like I I like I like touch it, and it was still wet. And I was like, "Well, yeah, you." You didn't dry it, so now you let it sit there for three days. Uh, and at that point, he then gave up, and he uh, there was this uh, there was this service you know that you can pay for up on campus where they would come pick up your laundry, really do it and fold it and bring it back to you. And he uh, he started doing that. I, I want to say that was in like October of our freshman year, so he didn't even last like two months. He was awful at it. I'm not great at it either. I can I can survive if needed. It's just it's safer for everyone involved if I if I don't do the laundry. That way we don't, I don't shrink anything and and all as well. My bigger problem is that I don't like doing laundry and it's time consuming. Nobody likes doing laundry. It's t- it's time consuming. And like now that I don't have a game to watch while I'm doing the laundry, now I have some time on yeah, hands. Yeah, I mean I'm you know it's it's gonna be tough. I don't know what I'm gonna be doing sitting around for five hours. You're gonna be a laundry, laundry all star by the time uh, August and September roll around. All Seriously. right, phone lines open the rest of the way. We want to hear from you. It's our final show until uh, the fall, probably until August when uh, SU football reports back to camp. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Back after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio ninety seven point seven at one hundred point one. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Seth back with you on Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by Drivers Village for one more day. It's our final show until we go on hiatus until the fall. Still time to check in at 315-437-7644. You you failed to play maybe the best. Think so. Piece of that Jim Beheim interview I mean, I, with look, Dan I Patrick. Think, I think Julie yelling at yes, him in the background was, good as well. was pretty good. Yes, I think Julie yelling at him in the background was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, there's this one as well. He was asked, "Who will retire first, Jim Beheim or Tom Brady?" Oh, that's a close call. That's a close call. <laughs> it depends how good we are. Our fans weren't too happy with me this year. They weren't. <laughs> they didn't like me being. There was, was a group that was like. You know, he might be too old here. <laughs> He's not wrong. I mean, there were definitely people who were saying that. We heard we heard plenty of them. Clearly he did too. On this very show, we we heard some people who uh who happened to say that. Um do we think Tom Brady is playing I think Jim 3 more I, years. I think Brady retires first. I think so too. I think Brady retires first. Um I I think that Jim is coaching forever. I loved when we were with Griff. Yeah, I was well, just going to bring that weeks, up. Two weeks ago, and he's like, well, they got to retire Jerry's number, you know, in the next three, five, ten years. <laughs> we said, what? Well, we said, what, ten, ten years? And he's like, hey, he loves doing it. He's not slowing down. And he's, you know, he's not slowing down. I mean, he 
Right? Still the same, same Jim Beheim. Um, yeah, I could see him doing this for for a while more. And yeah. you know, he's got he's got Buddy for two more years, and then there's a chance he's going to have a really, really, as, really good as, recruiting as, class the following year. As Dr. Johnson tweeted, would a coach want to leave that class? I mean, would he? No, I I, I wouldn't want to go out before I I got to see that class play. Um, so that's three more years. Is Brady playing four years? I don't know. I don't think so. Well. I don't know. I wouldn't, wouldn't put it past him, but I don't think so. I hope not. Being a Bills fan, I hope not. No, I don't think so. I think Brady's I mean, retiring first. I Yeah, I think Brady's retiring first also. I also saw a headline about Tom Brady saying saying that uh, Belichick wants him to go and fail with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That'd be the worst. Would that be the worst ending to a Hall of Fame career? Like, I know that there are pretty some pretty awful ones, like, uh, you know, Joe Namath and... Uh, you know, Willie Mays and, and those kinds of things where they're just like stumbling around with teams that they don't belong on. But uh, Tom Brady being in that weird burgundy and gray uniform, just being terrible, that would be among the worst. Gray or is it platinum? Pewter. Pewter. Um, how petty do you have to be <laughs> to want him to go fail? If you're Bill Belichick, like I get fans wanting to see him fail. Like I get it because I'm one of them. I, you know how I feel about Tom Brady. Respect him. Um, but being a Bills fan, can't stand him. Um, I, I wouldn't mind if if he went to the the Bucks and failed. But how petty do you have to be if you're Bill Belichick and your success and your greatness and your legend is tied to this guy? And man, things must have gone south in a hurry between those two. If that is, I would think I, so. I wonder if that's just you know a report and not truly the case. It's possible. But if that's truly the case, man, he's petty. Do you want Do you want one more from uh, from Jim Beheim sure, on the Dan Patrick Show? One. All right, here we go. And you're still yeah. planning on being there coaching, right? Um, I have no other plan. This might extend my career, this end of this <laughs> abrupt end. People are going to forget after, that you probably weren't going to make the tournament and then you get another year? Well, you know, we can always say, geez, we're on a roll. We could make <laughs> the tournament. We almost can count this as, well, yeah, we were, we were, we would have been in the tournament. But, of course you, you know, were. Yeah. yeah, you would have gone on a roll. You would have, you would have, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would have re- yeah. had revenge against Louisville. Absolutely, highly unlikely, but it's possible. <laughs> and we're gonna, we're gonna hold to the, to that thin little hope, and and that's that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> I like that. That's our story, and we're sticking to it. I mean, listen, they beat everybody that they lost to the first time. They did, right, Virginia. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, got revenge on all those teams, North Carolina. Maybe Louisville was next in line. That was the trend. I think so. I mean, they were 7-0 and in games when they played a team that they lost to the first time around. They were 7-0. and That's incredible. That is incredible when you think about it. Um, first time they've ended the year with a win since... So 3 3 Well... The no, year? they lost the NC State game, didn't they? I was going to say the postseason ban. They I was just going to say year. that. Yeah, they lost to NC State in the the year that they had the postseason ban. Yeah, so it what is. A, what a weird time! First time since the championship. I mean, look, you have to win your last game to to be the champion. So they might as well just stake their claim, like Central who's Florida. Gonna, yeah, who's going to be the first team to Central Florida? This that's that's what I was wondering last night. My mind was going in in all these different Dayton's directions. Throwing up the banner. Yeah, yeah Dayton's going to throw a banner up. Are they going to throw one up in fog? Like what? 
What what are we doing here? Who's who's going to be the first one to Central Florida this thing and claim a national title? I think it's got to be somebody like Seton Hall or Dayton. I hope San it's like Diego San State. Diego State. It's not Kansas. Kansas you don't think been Kansas, there, done that. Kansas is like, we got enough? Yeah. We're good? Duke, same thing. Dayton. Duke wasn't Seton good enough Hall. this year to lay a claim to no, that's true. the title. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, you feel for those teams especially, the Daytons and San Diego State to the world. Oh, it's awful. And like... Uh, a guy like Obi Toppin, yeah. who was awesome and was so much fun to watch, isn't going to be able to have like his like, one shining his moment. moment, right? Yeah. How, he was going to be the guy on a tournament team, like he was going to be the star of the tournament. Yeah, doesn't get it. Not just any tournament team. One of the favorites going in. Right. He was getting like he was probably going to be that guy who became the star. Um, since there are no sports, do we have to bring in Tommy for today's business? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. One last time. We'll see if he has anything. He's, he's he not gonna, he doesn't. Did, he didn't have anything on a good day. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's not going to have any, anything. But we, I think we owe it to Should him, I guess, make to, fun of to him bring him in. terrible takes earlier in the week? I, I guess we owe it to him to bring him in one final time. Tommy Hogan uh, joins us right after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. Our take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. All right. Tommy Hogan here in studio. The burning question. You have anything sports related for today's business? Steve, we haven't had sports in a couple of days. You expect I know, there, there are things to talk about. Out of here. Oh, Hunter Henry, he's got a franchise tag. Is that what we want to talk about? Matthew Judon, big deal. Oh, yeah. You you prefer that, Steve? See, you know how Come people look, at, look to sports as their distraction? I look to you during every show as my 10-minute distraction. And, so I've been focused on this for the last 90 minutes. I need you, I, I need you to come in and distract me. I've been a great distraction. I'm a walking distraction. <laughs> That's who I am. All right, so what do you want to discuss? You're walking you want to, you want to walk back your take on uh, coronavirus? I would like to address uh, talking bad about the Big C lately. Uh, it's not a fraud, guys. No. We're no to, we're trying to tell you. You don't say. He's the real deal. Um, I tried to stand up to the Big Bad Wolf, and the Big Bad Wolf blew my house down. That's what happens sometimes. You got to give me credit for no. being one of the only people that stood up. No. Why do you guys just roll over no. and let it the big let no. the big C no. pet your belly? No. Yes, no. you did. I don't. I stood up to the big C I, for a while. I don't give you credit for this. <laughs> I don't. I don't give you credit for this. I'm, I'm alright with getting my mic turned off. See, I'm about at this now. <laughs> I'd prefer I'd prefer not to give you credit for this or give you an open mic. Uh but yeah, that no, it no, you don't get I credit deserve, for no. saying you don't get credit for going against the grain and saying that something that's been uh incredibly dangerous is not all that dangerous. I did my best to stop an epidemic. I couldn't do it. But you we weren't as a team here. I thought you guys would Now but here's the thing. I was here's on the, the right thing. side of history in the, in terms of in terms of the person against coronavirus. You guys just rolled over and let it pet your belly. Well, I not, wanted to be the one against it, no, trying to fight against see, it before it got no, here. No, that is not what you were doing. It and, was. And to be honest, I'm not saying you're in this camp. The people who are like seriously saying, oh, this isn't a big deal. Don't worry about it. It's no more than the common cold. Like, th- that's dangerous. Like, that's legitimately dangerous. So, I'm not saying you're in that camp, but like, it's legitimately dangerous to be like, no, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. The Ivy League. Well, that was the moment when they canceled. What was the first... 
the uh, the Ivy League canceled spring sports. Everything. Was that the first thing, or did they cancel their conference tournament? They canceled first? their ba- they canceled the basketball tournament, and then l- a couple yeah. hours later, that, canceled the whole. The, the conference tournament wasn't a big I deal. Agree. They they used to not have a conference tournament. the The bigger deal was that that spring sports were now off the table. Now, um, I actually talked to Cornell that day because we were trying to find out. You know, we all know the. The, the men's and women's hockey teams, both number one in the country. So I want to know, does it affect hockey? And at the time, even though the Ivy League canceled all spring sports, they said anyone that's that's participating in the you know in the postseason would be allowed to continue to play hockey. They had uh, several wrestlers that were still alive in the wrestling tournament. So when that announcement was made, they were still planning on allowing the winter athletes to to close out the season and chase their championship. And then you know the NCAA stepped in and said, "No, we're we're going to cancel everything." That was the moment where I finally took the F word label off of the Big C. In was all that's when it was no longer really. a fraud. That was it. Okay. When the smartest people in the world, or who we presume to be the smartest people in the world or in this country, however you want to say it. When they start canceling things like that, and they have three of the top five lacrosse programs in the country, that's when I was like, all right, it's no longer a fraud. The, the big C is the real deal. And again, that's why that's why I have a hard time pointing the finger at the NCAA on this one and saying, well, they, they waited to the last possible second, and you know they, they were just worried about the money. It, it, was, it was such a minute-by-minute thing, and we've never experienced anything like this. It went that, so quick. Right. Let's and, not forget and, that. Like, and when I, I think, was saying this stuff, it was... It might have only been three, four days ago, but it was a lot different than back when it when I was saying it rather than it is now. Or, or even like NASCAR, people are pointing the finger at NASCAR, saying, "How could they even can you know consider running the race in Atlanta this weekend?" And obviously, it's called off now. They called it off today, but they were really the last sport to come around. But again, the, the, their thinking was no fans in the stands. You know, the information they were getting was it's okay to participate. And I, I realized the optics didn't look great, but it's it's hard to. To point the finger at anyone and say you should have done this or you should have done it sooner, no, nobody knew. Like it's this, this whole thing is yeah. This whole thing we're all learning and going through this this thing together. Now, many people are saying that, and I'm definitely not the one saying it. Many people are saying this though that the coronavirus is the Tony Bennett of viruses, where it it listens to the show. I think it, the coronavirus may have listened to the show and used what I had been saying of it. So you, motivation. So you, you angered the coronavirus. Just like I did Nobody with Tony Bennett, I may have things. angered the coronavirus into attacking literally everything I love. Detect this show. All right. So you know what the answer? Detect ans- Syracuse Sports. You know what the answer is, Seth? Have Tommy stop stop talking. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. So Tommy, with that, I uh, mean, it's all it's a lost cause now, Steve. Well, we still, yeah, but but, but I don't. We still have I eighteen like, minutes. Left, I meant like so just, now. I meant like I meant like turn his mic off. Today's business of the year on on a bad note. We can't do that. Okay, fine. So you <laughs> get, that, you get the final word. Have don't, some respect. Don't say anything dumb. You get the final <laughs> You're word. You're telling Steve Yes. Credit I've to learned, you. I've learned that you need to have some respect during these times. I learned it the hard way, but I've learned it. You know how you pick up phrases, Seth, from other people? Like I pick Credit up, to me. I pick up phrases from my kids all the time. <laughs> Like plot twist, like that, I pick that up for my yeah, kids. You didn't say I, plot I say right. it all the time now. I I have a feeling this summer I'm going to find myself saying credit to me. Credit to me, or many people are saying when nobody is in fact saying it. You need to give yourself more credit. Sometimes you need to pat yourself on. So there you go. Credit to me for allowing you to now credit yourself more. <laughs> you, Self love is important. You Steve. know what? That was well said. And, and with that, yeah, let's take a break. we're turning Tommy's mic off for the next six months or so. Uh, we'll wrap up the show right after this. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1.
This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. All right, we've got about 10 minutes or so left on our final show of the academic year, I guess we could say. We'll take a hiatus over the summer. We'll be back with you uh, in the fall leading up to uh, the start of SU football season. Still time for another phone call or two at 315-437-7644. With that in mind, let's go to the phone lines. Wayne in the truck up next on Orange Nation. Hey, Wayne. Hey, guys. So for the past 36 hours, I've been blaming my misery on lack of sports, all on Rudy Gobert. And I've been asking myself, well, why am I being punished for his stupidity? But after hearing Tommy's mea culpa in the last segment, I now believe I'm being punished for being a Tommy Hogan fan because <laughs> he caused this. He just admitted it. I didn't realize Tommy Hogan fans existed, so this is this is news to me, Wayne. <laughs> well, they may not after after yeah, that last. Segment. That's a good point. That's a good <laughs> but, point. Hey, more seriously, uh, I, I love your guys' show and, and, Thanks, and Wayne. Tommy's Tommy's awesome, and, and I'm going to miss you guys, and, and um, hopefully we can get back at this sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. We always appreciate you calling, and uh, and, and thanks and, for and listening. It's all in good fun with Tommy. Yes, like, I know they, we, everybody knows we that. Mess around with them, but that, yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> it's like when a coach yells at a player, you know, and you should you should worry if he's if the coach isn't paying attention to you. Tommy should worry if I if I stop picking on him. Um, because no, we we love working with Tommy and, and Tommy's we love like doing your the show. Barama Sidibe. There you go. Or your Quincy Garrier. Yeah. Although Paul Harris is like the ultimate, right? Yeah, that's a good one. Hey, Quincy this year. Quincy, Anytime someone went wrong, it, even, no, it even was Quincy's Quincy, fault. No, even if things were going good for Quincy, Quincy wasn't good enough. <laughs> right. Wasn't matter. good enough. But again, it's all out of love. It's all about making him better. That, that's what I'm trying to. Do. I'm trying to make Tommy better on a on a regular basis. Uh, we've got about five minutes left here in the show, Seth. It's it's been. Uh, you know, this is one of those weeks, I, 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 forgive me, because I don't remember who it was who, who tweeted this, but I saw someone tweet that I've never, it was somebody in the, in the sports media business, and they tweeted, I've never wanted a week to end as badly as this one, and I've never looked less forward to a weekend in the month of March than this one. And I thought that that was well said, because yeah. this week has been brutal. Really, for for what we do, and and I mean, this is you know, we sports are fun, but it's also our livelihood, and it's it's been a really rough week. But so I, I can't wait for the week to end. But I'm not really looking forward to the weekend. No, I mean there there were a couple things last night. That it was supposed to be Selection Sunday, right? I mean, there were a couple things last night that kind of uh, you know. Uh, thought that I had that kind of made me smile, and I, I think I tweeted this around like ten o'clock, and I was like, "Man, today's been a hell of a year." Yeah, like it, just, it, it felt like nonstop, like things were just kind of coming at you all day yesterday. Um, and the other one is the New York Post sports cover. Uh, did you see this did. For, from yeah. this morning? Um, it's just all black, and it basically just says the day the sports world stopped. Um, and it's just it, it's crazy. Like it's it's crazy to think about. You know, um, this doesn't happen normally. There's one day a year without sporting events, and it's the day after the MLB right. All Star Game. Right. Like, there's normally one day a year where you have no sporting events. We're gonna go for at least four weeks with nothing, and um, it's just it's unprecedented. It's it's a weird, wild time, and uh, like it's it's crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about. I'm gonna have so much time to binge watch TV shows. Like, what are the movies? Give me give me all your movies that oh, I've got to watch that I can catch up on now. Where do I start with you? I tell you what, um, I've still got a job to do at Channel Nine, so I need creative ways over the course yeah, of the next month sports? to uh, to fill some segments. So uh, for our listeners, our viewers, 
uh, feel free to reach out to me uh, in various forms, whether email or Twitter, uh, and we'll come up with some things. And we've already got some things in the works, but uh, it's going to be a challenge. We don't know how long this is going on for, right? right? I mean, this this is not just a couple of days or a couple of weeks. It it sounds like this is a month at least, right? This is a this is a month at least. So you're right. Over the summer, there are days where you're like, man, what am I going to do today? But you, know? you always had Yankee or Met highlights, right? You have you have like something. You, you always had Yankee yeah. or Met highlights, and, and you had a chance to plan for it too. So you would stock up material like, okay, the day after the All Star break, we're, we're going to run this story on this kid or whatever. You know, you could build. There was no war. Warning that this was going to happen. No. It was you're in the thick of March Madness and conference tournaments, and and all of a sudden, just the sports world comes to a, a screeching halt. Why yeah. are you laughing? Because we got, we got Tommy chiming in for one more thing after Wayne's call, saying uh, credit to me for always being willing and able to shoulder the blame. Credit to me. <laughs> you're going to start it's saying my, that a lot. It's my new catchphrase. You're going to start saying that a lot, and you're going to somebody's going to look at you and just be like, what are you doing? Get out of here. You're not supposed be to like, be like, ah, our, our, you know, stupid producer. At the, no, I, <laughs> I say that with all due respect, right? Because when you say it with all due respect, with all due respect you, you can, can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. So. That came up on my time hop recently that I, I sent you the, uh, the, the clip from Talladega Nights because like I brought that up and you were like, I don't, I don't get what you're saying. Well, I I knew the saying. I didn't realize it. I'd never <laughs> seen that movie. In I, didn't, Nights, I didn't realize said, it was from said, that well, movie. Say, well, I mean, it's not from that movie, but he just says, with all due respect, and then he just proceeds to shred him. Yeah. And the guy who's owning the race team is like, you can't do that. It's clever strategy. Because, I mean, I think it is. Yeah. I think it's perfect. I, I love that as the, uh, as the, the, the punchline there. I have to watch that movie again. I feel like I'm, I feel like I haven't seen it enough recently. Well, now I have some time to watch it for the first time. Yeah, go ahead. I, look, sports movie reviews on News Channel Nine during the sports block. All right, I, I'm looking How at do the you clock. About that? I'm looking at the clock, and I see that we got a minute left. And like, I don't want the show to end because yeah, I know that weird. we're, we're going to stop doing this for for a few months, which uh, which is unfortunate. Final thoughts, Seth. I guess is as we kind of wrap up what was a very strange college basketball season. <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. Doesn't it seem appropriate given what happened this year that nobody wins? Like everybody was losing, all the the number one team changed like seventeen times over the course of the it year. It seems appropriate that and nobody like, in the ACC won, like the, won the tournament. At, at the end of the year, nobody wins anything. Yeah. Like it's it, it just like I, I don't mean that to like just be funny, but it's it's like this year was so strange that like it's a fitting end that for some reason the tournament got canceled. Yeah, it's depressing. It um, is. But listen, uh, in all seriousness, everybody enjoy your summer. Please do be safe, and uh, and we hope to be uh, back talking with you uh, before we know it, sometime in the fall leading up to football season. Uh, enjoy the summer. Matt Park, Brian Higgins coming up next.